everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band, the podcast where we have comedians talk about music they like that other people shit all over. Now, that's not very nice, huh? Look, guys, I'm Tom Takar. This time, sincerely, sorry about that hiatus. We actually had a hiatus. We had one. We, we joked around so much about a hiatus, and uh, look at us now with the cake on our faces. <laughs> Tom... <laughs> Had a great flight where he went from Mexico to Canada to get to America. <laughs> oh, you're making fun of my travel plans, huh? Well, take it up with uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I I just got back from uh, uh, Mexico City. Ooh la la. Wee uh, wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> where they have stand by your bandito. <laughs> oh shit, that's great. That's <laughs> <No>, not. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, a fun trip. I let's let's introduce our guest before well, before we get into this stuff. Uh, we have the hilarious, the phenomenal, uh, the wonderful Joe Zimmerman is on today. That's true. All you, three of those adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> How those you doing, my, buddy? Those are my credits. <laughs> phenomenal. That'd be good. You hilarious know him from being and phenomenal wonderful. <laughs> and wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. That's like something um, you know a grandparent would say about me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Whenever I say the word wonderful, I think of the beginning of that the song. The Everclear Isn't song. life wonderful? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's real creepy. You know what I'm talking about? No. That song that's like, oh, let's find Just it. Just play it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to find it. That's what we do on this show. You're not an Everclear fan. Uh, I mean. Do you not believe in this country? Doesn't. I, their songs aren't well, coming to mind. You can hear their music <laughs> on the AM radio. That's true. This is wonderful. Or if you're in Santa Monica. Oh, no. There went Damn it. Tom's iPhone screen. Yeah, drop my phone. We take I one hiatus and Tom forgets how to yeah. <laughs> put a phone on a desk. <laughs> oh, wait, is this? Oh. Wonderful. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful. 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 Wonderful.
Uh, if you pay the Patreon of uh, our rent, <laughs> one-fifth of our rent, you can sit in and listen live. Um, Tim saw me. I, so I, I was at the airport for nine hours. I was supposed to fly to Chicago to do a college. And uh, and they, I sit on the flight for uh, two and a half, three hours, sit on the plane or whatever, waiting to take off. And they have a mechanical issue. And then that mechanical issue leads into bad weather after they finally Ooh. fix it. So then they're, they're like, ah, we think we're going to delay for another 45 minutes. Then a, that goes by. We're sitting on there forever. And then they're finally like, ah, we may be canceling this flight. And I get a notification on my phone. The flight's canceled as the guy's saying it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck me. I can't. Be- I, luckily, I was going a day early because I was I didn't want to in case this happened. I didn't want to miss the college somewhere along the next four hours of being in the airport trying to get my flight rebooked for the next day. I just lo- I just left my goddamn Nintendo switch somewhere. And I have never been angrier. I don't think because I didn't even know that I did it until I got home. And then I was about to go to bed, and then I was like, "Wait, where's my switch? I'm going to plug it in." You and wanted to I say good night to it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to pet it good night, give it a little peck. Meanwhile, the airport shut down because they had to bring in a bomb squad <laughs> to deal yeah. with your Nintendo Switch. Bo- boy, I wish. <laughs> At least then I would know it was safe. You know, it's not even that I am it's mad that safe. I don't have it. I want to know that it's okay. It's not safe. They had to unscrew every wire. <laughs> I did not think about that. <laughs> Tim heard me right before I went to bed just smash a chair. Or no, he was sitting up here and I just I didn't throw it across the room. I'm not Bobby Knight, sir. I uh, I I slammed it on the ground. I was upset. Um anyways, yeah. But we're a, back. I had a flight get canceled last week too and uh, I was going to a bachelor party and then I was in a rebooking line and the guy in front of me started screaming and saying, I have to bury my father tomorrow. I was like, well, I can't feel bad about my problem anymore. <laughs> Tommy told bad. me that story like the day before. Oh, yeah, because it was all the day before. Yeah. Tommy told me that story the day before this all happened to me. And boy, did I think about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was in the back of the plane. So I was in the back of the rebooking He's line. He's yelling that from the airplane? <laughs> No, we weren't on the plate. We were in line. He was oh, yelling sure. that at the attendant, and uh, then I was like, "Yeah, I can't be like, I my boys rented a boat." And uh, <laughs> I'd like the the flight customer service person to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You have to bury your father tomorrow. You probably should have flown in more than a day early." For that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a pretty big deal. Maybe give yourself a little buffer there. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hop off the plane and into burial mode. <laughs> and is your phone in burial mode <laughs> before we get started here? <laughs> um, yeah, is that why I keep getting it? ghosted? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we're on fire. <laughs> I don't know that we are. Um, yeah, uh, today we are, uh, we are here to talk about the spin doctors. And I'm, we ain't talking about who your granny talks to when she gets vertigo. Whoa. <laughs> we're talking about... <laughs> We're talking about these fellas. I'm gonna play one of their songs immediately because I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about the Spin Doctors. Like, I, well, you had they're to one know of those two bands. princes. Yeah, I knew the songs. I just didn't know that they were them. Like, I always forget. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm still on Everclear. Let's see. This is a New York City band. Here we the go. Spin Doctors. They popped in '94. That might have been. Oh yeah. <laughs> The calmest hell yeah. <laughs> makes us makes me and everyone listening happy, doesn't it? This is this is their uh, the hit we were just talking about, two princes. 
Oh, here comes the riff. Little voice riff. Are you always a fan of the scat? I, uh, I've learned more than one time throughout my life that that is not a good karaoke song. Oh, <laughs> really? It took you more than one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I did it as like a teenager. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe just people don't pay attention at karaoke when you're a teenager. <laughs> that and is the I, saddest thought ever, I, by the way. <laughs> and then I brought it back as an adult. I was like, oh, this will be a nice throwback to our youth. Fun, you know, fun, yeah, funny yeah. karaoke song. For sure. And no, it's not. It's just because it's, they just, it's those, it's so catchy, but it's those, that, it's that thing over and over, that sound over and over yeah. again. Hey. So when, when I'm saying just raised the levels a little. It's just, it's just. It's just for the it's, whole time. No one's gonna get fired up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a hard hype song. So I switched to um, En Vogue. Never gonna get it. Huge hit. Oh, that's good for karaoke. I don't yeah, know if I know that. C- song. Cut us off a little piece of that, Joe. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get yeah, it. You know never this. gonna get it. That's a great song. Never yeah. get it. Not this way. No, you're never gonna get it. My love said, never ever gonna get it. Um, Maybe people just don't pay attention to karaoke on podcasts. <laughs> but uh, so, see. but I did. But uh, but uh, yeah. So that's 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 my band. I grew I grew up. That was that was my introduction. To that run. was the introduction. Is that that you heard that song and you were like, well, this is music. You know how age fourteen, mm-hmm. thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. That's your. What I feel like, whatever you're listening, Tommy dates. Yeah. Whatever you're listening to at that moment is sort of forms your. <laughs> sure, that's your, a lot of what people talk about on this podcast. Okay, yeah, is that, yeah. that's probably what Jared's going to say. We'll get to him in a second. Um, so it was '94. Kurt Cobain shot himself in that greenhouse, and this is what we were left with. <laughs> it's funny. There's a Matt, there's a Rolling Stone cover about. Uh, uh, Kurt Cobain, and then the cover is the Spin Doctor. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody posted on the Facebook. I'll look it up uh, in a second. I want to talk about this song, Two Princes, just for a minute because this is the song. Like this is the song that everyone knows from them. I actually got this mixed up with an Everclear song because they have that song that's like, "I will buy you a garden." Those songs aren't similar at they all. They only <laughs> remind me of each other because they're like, and if you like, he's. They're doing things for somebody because this is about her having suitors or whatever. Some lady having suitors. Ten million records sold, by the way, on that album. Wow. Ten million. Ten Just in case million. anybody thinks it wasn't a big deal. Ten million. Pocket full of kryptonite. Yep. <laughs> Damn, ten million. That's almost how many dollars you have, Tommy. <laughs> yep. After after you sued that woman for sleeping with you when you were seventeen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> me being single has ruined this podcast. <laughs> Every joke now is about me either being a pedophile or a pedophile victim. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's another one. Uh, you were saying uh, you were you always a fan of the scat. Well, Tommy's gotten really into the scat with oh, <laughs> the piss version. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So there was an article in uh, uh, AV Club likes to ask people uh, what they hate. They do a hate song at yeah. the end of the feature. And you alkal- ever seen those? Oh, oh, they have like I different celebrities them. pick one song they hate, and they just kind of expound upon it. Oh, nice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, they, for this uh, edition. That's a fun, that's a fun segment. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, we, should, we should steal that segment. Okay. We need to steal more segments, Tommy. Um, yeah, the hate segment's good. Uh, let's see. Alkaline Trio's Matt Skiba on why he hates Spin Doctor's Two Princes. This is from uh, April of 2013 at uh, noon. 
it says, uh, one of the reasons I hate this song is because of how popular it actually was. I've spoken to friends of mine about this interview, and they're like, God damn it, it's stuck in my head now. That song was forced upon us as a people. I understand what the song is supposed to be about, but it just represents like the opposite of Bob Marley or Billy Bragg or something. <laughs> it's white people without problems music. <laughs> I just envision hippies in a VW driving around San Francisco like, wee, in the 90s. Wee. <laughs> the worst part of that song is, just go ahead now. Uh, just go ahead now. What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's just garbage. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, pocket full of kryptonite. Holy shit. Little Miss can't be wrong. Oof. These lyrics are definitely about nothing. Uh, yeah, he, he goes on for quite a while here. Um, does he say he wants to buy you rockets? What's that all about? Who, who, who is that person that's hating on This him? is Matt Skiba of, uh, Alkaline, Alkaline Trio. Trio. He's, uh, he's the front man. Well, tell us what you've done, Matt Skiba, <laughs> from Alkaline Trio. Oh, I'm sorry. I was a white teenager without problems. Sorry I had to experience joy. Maybe I'll just should have grown up somewhere with more problems. And then I could have, you know, in the 70s, and I could have enjoyed Bob Marley. But I didn't. I grew up in the 90s. We, Bob was not for us. <laughs> Where would you grow up, Joe? Oh, oh, yeah, Bob Marley. <laughs> Representing all the problems. <laughs> no woman, no cry. <laughs> oh, nothing pisses me off more than a coffee shop that just plays nonstop Bob Marley. Yeah, I'm drinking caffeine here. I feel the same way. Yeah, it stresses feel, me yeah. out to hear people being relaxed. Yeah, me too. It's, like, it's part of why I don't like... Uh, like weed as much. It's like everybody's like all chilled out and crunchy, groovy, man. <laughs> That's not for me, bitch. Me and Matt Skiba might have some sort of bizarro world music taste because because Bob Marley, I, I respect everything he's done, but for some yeah. reason the music uh, stresses me out, whereas, uh -huh. whereas Spin Doctor's music hits my sweet spot. <laughs> Wait, also while we're talking about Two Princes, yeah. I have to say that Spin Doctors put out a Greatest Hits album at one point. Sure. And instead of just calling it Spin Doctors Greatest Hits, they called it Just Go Ahead Now, A Retrospective. Oh, God, that's so <laughs> the funny. pretentious way to name a retrospective. A Spin Doctors Greatest um, Hits album. Yeah, the Spin Doctors are a New York group led by Chris Barron, who rocked a very disheveled look at the time. They were tagged an alternative band, which was good for marketing purposes since it made them sound edgy. Really, they were a rock band with pop appeal, and in 93, there was a huge demand for their sound, especially among top 40 radio stations who were pushing back against the tide of hip-hop. So oh, where, wait, what? That's what it says on He was time. high school friends with um, John, uh, Blues John Popper. Who was part of the band, briefly. So like, Spin at Doctors beginning. and Blues Travel are very interconnected. Yeah, it's like it makes sense. Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Bobber just shows up after the credits. <laughs> Did you say a pushback against hip hop culture? It it's, it's, it's literally it's, gentrifying the radio. They were huge pushback. There was no pushback. Oh, you were pushing against, back. It was just it was just rusted root, spin doctors, blues traveler. 
Arrested no. Development. Yeah. And people who felt they, like hacky sack. No, I love to imagine them. They put on like Ice Cube and you were putting your <laughs> fingers over your lips like la 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 la. Play Spin Doctor. <laughs> That's how this music got created. <laughs> and somebody just going la la ba da ba ba ba. <laughs> were you a Blues Traveler fan? I, I yeah, I, I got the Blues Traveler al- album probably shortly after I got oh, for the, sure. the Spin Doctor's Pocket Full yeah. of Kryptonite. The Pocket Full of Kryptonite's a gateway drug. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It was it was it was straight straight Pocket Full of Kryptonite right into Blues Traveler and Rusted Root, right in there. Were you actually playing hacky sack? Were you a hacky sack man? I was not a hacky sack guy. I I I made fun of the hacky sack people. Nice. I just I was just there for the music. You see me slowly hiding my hacky sack. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I was a hacky sack. I probably boy. tried it, but wasn't very good at yeah. it, and just put it, put it, put it to the side. You I put would away do, childish things. <laughs> <laughs> I would do a thing where because I think hacky sack is supposed to be like a communal thing. Like it's like hippies like tossing around with each other. I got really good by myself. <laughs> I would play hacky sack alone in uh, in solitude for uh, <laughs> for hours at a time while I watched The Simpsons and stuff. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, that actually. That's that actually sounds more fun than just watching TV for that's hours. True. Yeah, I that's what I would do. I as didn't a do kid. any extra activities. I so. did extra activity. I would come up. I had a hamper that I would play basketball in while oh. I while I watched uh, TV. That's you, what, you, when you're um, a latchkey child, you really come up with a lot of no. I wasn't uh, <laughs> no. And I, when you're a lonely boy, you come up with a lot of things to occupy your time. And the, that being said, let's go to Jared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared is our friend and foe of the podcast. Like I said, uh, today, or I didn't say this on air, but he told me that today's voicemail uh, is short and mean, so I'm excited to hear it. Uh, well, Tom said, he said it's short and sweet. Oh, no, wait, he said short and mean. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Literally the opposite. <laughs> uh, if you don't know Jared, he is the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, and he tends to hate a lot of the music that we on this show listen to and like, um, so let's hear what he thinks about the Spin Doctors. What's up, y'all? This week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending the Spin Doctors. This is how dedicated to this podcast I am. I'm sitting here outside of our quote-unquote cabin, which looks like something like Abraham Lincoln lived in, uh, in Jasonville, Indiana, in Shackamack State Park. It's about 100 degrees. There's no air conditioning. Fuck camping. Anyone who's like, I love being outdoors, you need to get a fucking psychiatric evaluation. This shit sucks. Anyway, the Spin Doctors, I don't know how or why they ever, I mean, it's obviously they had the one song and then maybe a second one, I don't know, Um, but they were never good in the first place. Like, every once in a while, you'll be in, like, a restaurant or, you know, wherever where they're like, we're going to play nostalgic 90s music, and, like, it'll have stuff that people did like originally, and then just out of the blue... They think that we liked the Spin Doctors. Like, we definitely didn't like the Spin Doctors. Like, they had to have had some fans or else, you know, they wouldn't have charted or whatever the songs. But, I mean, it's not like anyone loved them. Like, they were just like this band that existed sort of away from anyone knowing anything about them. Like, all we know is that the singer is like a stupid-looking guy who acted like an asshole. The songs suck. They're terrible. <laughs> Fuck the spin doctors. I hate everything. Goodbye. <laughs> well, see, that's uh, why I'm glad I'm here to defend them because there were people who loved them. 
Yeah, so what say you to that, Jared? Um, yeah, what do you think about his criticism of the singer? Looking like an asshole? <laughs> yeah, looking like an asshole. Uh, Chris Barron never did anything asshole-ish. <laughs> he did nothing but be a nice man. <laughs> I will say, all right, look at this picture of him here. He does kind of look like a douche. <laughs> There, eh, maybe he's a nice guy. I kind of like that print on his shirt. I know Tommy can't see it over there, but just uh, he he looks like uh, he looks like a walking hacky sack kind of. To oh, me, yeah. he looks like 1995. Yeah, just if, the, year. If the year could be described <laughs> in a face. He does. That's true. My favorite Jared story. Have you guys heard this Jared story? Because he's got strong opinions. Somebody was in the green room and. Jared goes, what's what's the best album cover of all time, music album? Have yeah. you heard this story? I think I've had this conversation with him before, forget, but I don't know that I know this specific story. I forget who the comic was, but he said, he was like, I don't know, uh, the the Beatles, um, one of the Beatles albums. He yeah. named it. Well, let's say it was Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, Jared said something like, are you crazy? <laughs> You think Sgt. Pepper Lonely is the best album cover of all time? And then Jerry was like, no, it's this one. And he named some other album yeah. cover. I wish uh-huh. I, I, would, it. I wish I, I could wish think of what it was. Yeah. Like, say Pink Floyd. It's obviously Pink Floyd. And then, he's like, and then he was like, Sgt. Pepper's maybe the second best. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> that was a perfect Jared story. Jared, thank you for taking the time away from camping. I appreciate it. I agree that camping sucks. I agree, too. I've, I've always said this. Uh, zero interest. Nature overrated. Uh, burn it down. We're nurture boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, so Spin Doctors, um, I did love them. They were the first uh, uh, live concert I ever saw. Oh, shoot. They were so big in 1994 that both Cracker and the Gin Blossoms were opening for them that show wow does cracker have any relation to uncle cracker you don't know cracker no i don't know cracker do you <laughs> uh i no i don't remember them they got the song low be with you girl oh yeah like being low I song, oh yeah. i hey, like that song. hey hey another perfect like 90s soundtrack uh, it feels like it's on clueless or something yeah so um and then uh but here's the thing with and that album it's not just those two hits. That album, front to back, uh-huh. solid album. Pocket front pocket to back pocket. <laughs> All the way, every song on there, solid. The album works as a whole. Yeah. Where yeah. was the concert? What was that experience? It was at um, Morgantown, West Virginia at the uh, Mountaineer Basketball Stadium. So oh. huge like basketball stadium concert. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Did you go to WVU? I no, I grew up there, but I went off to Davidson College nice. in North Steph Carolina. Curry. Ooh, Steph Curry. yeah, damn. Did you know him? Uh, I've met him. I've had dinner with him. No big deal. Is that true? Yeah. What? <laughs> I had dinner with him during his first MVP championship year. Why are you talking what? to us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck the spin doctors. <laughs> Defend the super team. <laughs> That's wild. Was he nice? Yeah, it was the, it was like the best night of my life. That's insane. That's I've been amazing. a fa- I've been a fan of his ever since he came onto the Davidson College scene, and then just a friend of a friend took me to a basketball game in, at Barclays. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, afterwards, it was his it was his college roommate, and his college roommate was like, "Hey, maybe we can go say hi to him." I was like, "Whoa!" And we went into the locker room, and Steph was like, "Oh, nice to meet you." And I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. And then he goes, "You guys want to go to dinner?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh my god that's this amazing. is insane i was like blushing the whole the whole eat? dinner we drove you know in a car 
into Wait, Manhattan. It's funny how like every single detail is interesting. Like we drove in a car <laughs> to a diner. Uh, he got you know he got pasta. Pasta man, all right. Yeah, and we had a great yeah. Manhattan diner, ex- f- nice fancy diner experience. Um, I, uh, you know, we shot shot the gossip. I, uh, my, uh, the only fun I remember, I was asking silly questions, and one of them, the genuine question, was, uh, "You guys burn a lot of calories out there, uh, don't you get hungry?" <laughs> During <laughs> the, the game, court, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like three hours of running. During the game, <laughs> I was like, "Do you?" I never see you eating. I never yeah. see you eating. And he said. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, my little my little secret is I, I do have a PB and J at halftime. Wow. Really? So I learned a little Steph Curry secret. Oh that's damn. wild. And he's probably got sticky fingers that help him shoot. <laughs> and then he said in uh in the shoot arounds before the game, when he's got the headphones on, spin doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I like if he's like listening to your album. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's amazing! Yeah. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah highlight, awesome. of my, highlight of my career. This is the best moment in. That's the only interesting moment history. in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not just this episode; the, no, the entire, entire the year and a half, or whatever. <laughs> we walked Damn. into the diner. Nobody stopped him or rec- uh, I don't For know real? if people recognized him, but nobody stopped him or said hi to him because that was halfway through his first MVP season. He yeah. wasn't, qu- and, and first championship season, he wasn't quite. Which is a household figure. That's crazy wow. because he w- he made such a big splash at uh, Splash Brothers, Brothers. <laughs> at uh, at Davidson with that tourney yeah. run. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I guess that that's mo- not anybody. I mean, a lot of people know him, but I guess he's not. You know, if LeBron had walked into a diner, yeah, it would have been a scene. Uh huh. I think because he's not. You know, he's six one, six two, right? Very thin, yeah. looking. I he's people just didn't notice. Sure. Sure. And he's with just two random 30-year-old white guys. <laughs> with two princes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, let's go to Facebook. This is another part. This is another segment. Somebody uh, offered to make us a little theme, a little jingle for oh, Facebook. So I think we're going to have that uh, coming up for you. So wait in anticipation until the day that that happens. Um, we had a lot of people come in with some hard takes on the Spin Doctors. Did you look or no? Did you take sometimes a Sometimes the guests look, sometimes they don't. Oh, I didn't know about sometimes this. Sometimes the guest argues with people in there. I would, I would, love, to, I would love to hear. Okay, so um, starting with Guy Montgomery or Gee. It's uh, Guy. Gee. Why would it be Gee? <laughs> it could be Gee. He did your radio Frank. show. He lives in Gee. France. You know yeah, him. I love this guy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? He's very funny. It's Guy. <laughs> he has a hilarious podcast where they watch the same movie every week for a year. <laughs> it is very funny. Which they watch movie? Sex in the City 2 uh, every day for a year, or every week for a year. He said he lost his mind. <laughs> so they did another movie, too. It was another sequel. Damn it. And then they did some shitty Zach Efron movie. I wish I could remember the first movie they did it with. That's really funny. But he told me that I, I hope I'm not giving away anything that he doesn't want out there. But he said that they had to stop the podcast. They're in their last season now because they were like, they were like, what's the funniest thing we could do for the next one? And they realized the funniest thing they could do is Sex in the City 2 again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they were like, we just can't do that for our own mental health. <laughs> Guy Montgomery, he's fucking hilarious. Anyway, he said they should have made a bigger comeback with the Rise of the Fidget Spinner last year. It's <laughs> <Just> true. <laughs> that is the millennial hacky sack. Yeah, for sure. 
It's weird, though, because hacky sack, you know, it takes a little skill. It's like a soccer thing going on. What are you implying, sir? Fidget spitter. You just, you know, you just spit it. It's a comfort thing. It's not, I, I think it's more like a, one of those cubes or whatever, like a, one of those stress balls. I think that's what fidget spinners are like. By the way, since I'm defending spin doctors, yes. a lot of people say they just went away. Well, <laughs> their lead guitarist left yes. the band mm-hmm. after the... Th- third album and then the fall two years later chris barron had a rare voice paralysis yeah where he there was a 50 50 chance he wouldn't even be able to talk normally again that is so that stuff scares me so much yeah Yeah, that's our that's our livelihood i scream a lot uh, yeah yeah, so his livelihood was just a, a rare voice disease two years man two years no voice and then he was one of the you know he overcame the odds and got his voice back. But yeah, yeah Jared, he's an asshole. Yeah, I guess he's a real piece of shit, Jared. Well, uh... <laughs> I'm just here to make Jared feel guilty. Jared, Jared like, I don't give a fuck if he had voice paralysis. He sucked. Um... Okay, he's the second best singer of all time. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. I, uh, that reminded me of another Jared. But I'm, that I but I'm just saying, like, there's, re- you know, there's reasons that they... More than one reason that they disappeared for a little bit. <laughs> uh, one of them was ooh, a cute voice Here's a browser. singer story. Uh, Matt Alonzo Morning, uh, the co-producer of the Limestone Comedy Festival, along with Jared, uh, comedian, uh, funny boy, uh, uh, wrote, I caught the singer's solo set at the Sidewalk Cafe once back in the mid-aughts when we were loading in gear for our late show. Wow, Sidewalk he- Cafe. Yeah. That's a small venue. He had his shirt unbuttoned down to his navel. (laughs) (laughs) And he did a dramatic and deadly serious reading of a poem by Longfellow. It's up there as one of the douchiest things I saw in my 15 years of touring with Ben. (laughs) That was Chris Barron? It sounds like it was Chris Barron. Wow. Uh, Shirt unbuttoned down to the navel. And of course, me and Tommy are dressed like that right now, but it's very hot in here. Uh Patty Schroeder says, for Christ's sakes, Tom, it's Labor Day. (laughs) I can't defend the Spin Doctors post-2000. Fair enough. I'm not here for that. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, Isaac Lanfert writes, someone is defending this band. Uh, My older brother bought their album Pocketful of Kryptonite because he was a big Superman fan and desperately wanted to like it. It didn't work, but he did tape every episode of the show Lois and Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like his brother's a dumbass. (laughs) Yeah, his brother bought an album because he liked Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Wait a second. You're doing a, a Joker impression about this about Superman? If we examine the bits, <laughs> what are we? Bring me the Superman. <laughs> uh, if you have someone who's not my dad, I'll be shocked. That was Miranda Britton, daughter of David Britton. Oh, uh, David Britton's a spin yeah. fan. I guess he's a spin doctor's <laughs> head. little doctor's head. That is not shocking <laughs> at all. <laughs> doctor's head. Oh, no. Uh, David Britton said, I saw them twice in the 90s and bought a $30 t-shirt both times. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely have two thirty. I definitely have two thirty dollars spin doctors t shirts. Ooh, two thirty. Sounds like it's time to go to the dentist. T shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Which two th- reminds me there which also their song What Time Is It, the most nineties uh-huh. song. Is of that all on your time. playlist? Yeah. Let's yeah. play it. Yeah. Because only that was one of the last years in the history of the world that people regularly asked what time is it. <laughs> 
That was a regular question. That is crazy. Now if somebody says, what time is it? You're like, are you stupid? What are you talking about? What went wrong in your life if if you ask it now? But this was a common question. That's it. It's the click ticking clock. You got it. Oh, okay. It's about to start. This was not on the radio, but this was on the album. Right. This is one that I think I have. And then it's just that for the rest of the song. What have you done? <laughs> this is one of those songs, like, I'm a little hungover today, and uh, it was playing earlier, and I was like, is this song still fucking on? <laughs> it's the same one? But they have some good, uh, they have some good, uh, they have some good guitar riffs. Yeah. Come on. Are you, like, are you a fish guy? Oh, yeah. Short, oh, shortly yeah. after Spin Doctors, it was fish. Okay. So you listen to this, listen to this instrumental. Listen to those drums. Ain't got no I didn't realize how much of a jam band Spin Doctors were until I listened to your playlist. Uh huh, same here. They've got some serious, crunchy grooves. <laughs> how much did it pain you to say that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would, I would, uh, people would ask me what time it is, and I would say, a fourth of ten. That was your, like, teenage bit? <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Never got a laugh. That was my first attempt at humor. Or third day, I'm going to become a comedian. <laughs> I was always shocked that it every time it didn't get a laugh, which was every time, I was always surprised. That is so funny. <laughs> that was my introduction to comedy. Just would not give up that bit for the entire seventh grade. Now I want to do it. Yeah, that's a good time. What time is it? A four thirteen. Do you remember your first bit, Tommy? Uh, no. I remember I was uh, six, and I heard this joke. Uh, do you drink? It was during the the height of the OJ trial, and uh, oh, wow. I remember I would go around on the playground and ask people, uh, "Hey, uh, do you drink OJ?" And they'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "That stuff will kill you." And then ah. they'd be like, "Huh? <laughs> we hate you." <laughs> I used to wear funny shirts. <laughs> but then again, you know. Kids don't have a great sense of humor. True. What so, do they know? so maybe we were onto something. We could have been. That might have been a great bit that I heard someone else do. I, I was the <laughs> Carlos Mencia of say, oh, being wow. a six-year-old. Yeah, I didn't have my own material. You were saying that B word a lot. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I had to cycle through what he might have been. The culture saying. has moved on. Yeah, we don't say that word. The B word, bitch. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, this is a track from the first Spin Doctors album. Uh, this says the five million selling pocket full of kryptonite, which uh, this might be five million, um, uh, five million domestic, five million oh. more international. It seems like you're Damn. being a Spin Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote that five, on Facebook. Five million. Oh, I stole it. <laughs> five Sorry, million in the Gary. U.S. Five million. Ten million total. I see. Okay. So it depends um, how you count it. Uh, it came out of an improvised jam when the band was playing into the early morning at Columbia University fraternity. Uh, we were Imagine playing being there drunk as hell. <laughs> you guys are on to something. <laughs> I love this line. It says, uh, I turned to Darren Green, who is the friend of the band, and I was like, what time is it? He said 4.30, and then Eric just busted into that riff. I started singing, what time is it? 4.30. And then off the top of my head, it's not late, it's early. 
Oh, no. Oh, how brilliant. <laughs> you mean they didn't sit down and write that out? I thought it was... I thought it was a great reference to it being right after 420 when we had got high. No, no, no. It was just that they were at a frat. The guy who was doing a beer bong. That is the whitest thing ever, yeah. I truly thought it was a reference to 420. I wish I could remember who wrote this. I don't think it's on the... I don't think it's on our thing. I think I Googled it and I found it. Uh, Somebody wrote that... um, Oh, no, no. I think it's Miranda Miranda Britton. Uh... She said, people who listen to the Spin Doctors always dress like they listen to the Spin Doctors. <laughs> I did dress like that in 1994. <laughs> um, we got a couple more. A little. Uh, the only true Spin Doctor is Bill O'Reilly. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, the, ba- the Big Bad of the Vampire Diaries. Wait. The Big Bad of the Vampire Diaries Season 6 hates the Spin Doctors. I don't know what that means, Otto, uh, but I you know appreciate what that your means. contribution. The big bad? That's that a, it's a common term for TV, whatever the villain of a TV show oh, is. Oh, I didn't I've never yeah. heard that before. I like it. Yeah. You're the big bad of this podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh well thank you for educating me. Otto. I believe Joss Whedon popularized popularized the term around Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. Okay, Lorne. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here. So that was uh what time is it? <laughs> and I have to say, you know how you know we were saying how oh, that's your introduction to music. My dad is a big Bob Dylan guy, Ooh. and uh, so I was like, oh, you know, he had Bob Dylan. I have Spin Doctors. I can grow. <laughs> oh I can grow God. with this band, the poet laureate of an era. So yeah. I really tried to stay with them. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> ninety three, they had uh, ninety two, ninety three, they had Powerful Kryptonite, and then their next album. Uh, came out two years later and it still had a million record sales and and i was like okay this album's pretty good you know they're doing some more quirky stuff but you know i'm with them let's listen to the song from that album that you picked which one is that oh no i mean yeah let's listen to it (laughs) is it um is it biscuit head it's what your girl give me there was let's just say (laughs) biscuit there was a sharp drop off for this album but they still had a million sell it was yes and i stuck with i was like all right biscuit heads you know that's a fun one (laughs) it's a fun fun bass riff it sounds yeah it's like uh it's like red hot chili pepper so you know now i'm 15 16 years old hanging in there walked into the first day of sophomore year high school that's right Makes sense. You like living in the South. There's a big biscuit country. Oh yeah. Actually, it's funny. I wrote in biscuit head. Asheville popped up. Oh, isn't that weird? I grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia, which uh-huh. is a college town where uh-huh. a lot of people dressed yeah. kind of like if you're. A so you were in Asheville par- partially, right? More recently. Point yeah, yeah. Well, not this time. Yeah. Never make sense of these these lyrics. I didn't know if they were singing about a guy who looked like he had a head like a biscuit, and why that would be a double decker biscuit. Yeah. Uh-huh. A double decker biscuit head. One of the great mysteries of our culture. I'm I'm thinking now they just kind of riffed that lyric because. 
stop cracking your toes and get your pig out of my bed. Uh, this sounds like more frat stuff to me. Uh, they grew up in they grew up in New York City. They're not they're not all frat guys. No, I, they weren't. They weren't. They were performing at the frat oh, when see. they ripped that oh, thing. I see. Well, look, we've all had to perform at frats, Tom. It's true. And we, and we, we have to riff stuff with frats. And if we create some great art from a frat, that's just bonus. That's just you can't bonus. Spell art. Get the frat without art. That's right. Or fart. Yeah. So it was really the album after this that was a complete collapse. Yeah. It was I'm, the album after this that sold like nine copies, and their record label <laughs> dropped them. Epic. <laughs> I was trying to find anything about this song, like any uh, head was a deep cut. It was a deep cut that yeah. I enjoyed, but no one seems to have any thoughts on it. Everybody dropped off after yeah. on this album. Everybody, everybody just got it and was like, "Huh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm done with the Spin Doctors." But I stuck. I hung in there for you this hung album. In there. I, I would like in your playlist to a Trojan horse to get that song into my ears. <laughs> And it made me so mad when I heard it. Oh, here we go. Oh, Urban Dictionary has uh, some meaning about what a biscuit head. Uh, a joke diss to call someone. It's not serious at all. It's just a joke. <laughs> what does that mean? Who took the time to write that in there? I don't know. I'm trying to make it load so to, I can see if there's more. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to read a couple more things I read about. Like, if you search Spin Doctors, there a lot of those lists come up. They're like, top 20 worst bands of all time or whatever with a hit, or top 20 worst songs of all time because people get really pissed off The Rolling off about Stone it. one is really funny because they, they list them as the number eight worst band of the 90s, but then in the last line of the paragraph, it's like, but they're not that bad. They sh- probably shouldn't even be on this list, <laughs> which exemplifies the uh, yeah. general indifference most people feel, I feel like. Salon wrote one. Let's see here. Spin. Did you ever like personally get made fun of for liking the spin doctors? That's a good question, Tommy. Um, and and great um, response to his question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. This is what I want this podcast to be. More compliments all around. I have one more question, Joe. When you're on stage, you ever get hungry up there? <laughs> oh, my God. Tommy, what a follow-up. <laughs> Tom, thank you for saying that to Tommy. <laughs> Joe, thank you for complimenting uh, me on what I said about Tommy. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, so, so, yes, I did get made fun of very much. Because um, uh, Spin Daughters, I thought, were great. They're rocking. You know, that's rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I moved on to... And my friends liked the Spin Doctors at age 14. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to Fish, and then, and then you get to college, and you learn that all of the music you liked is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. you learn in college. That's what everybody tells you in college. But, um, but yeah, Spin Doctors, it, it was, people like laughed if you said you liked the Spin Doctors and didn't take you seriously. Yep, and so sure. that's when I learned that like, if you're on a date, you can't be like, yeah, I, I really like the Spin Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say something cooler. <laughs> You know, yeah, for sure. you have to be like, I really like Leonard Cohen. Yeah, you know, I yeah. Love- I remember I never had heard of Leonard Cohen until my first year of college, and I was like, oh, this is, this is not. Like, you have to say stuff like that. I, the first time someone <laughs> looked at my iTunes, it was like a nightmare. It was yeah, truly right? horrific. Back then, I was like, I'll put anything on my iTunes. Oh, yeah. I was put my sister and brother in law had all these CDs that I would just be like, I'll put them all on my computer. Who gives a shit? More music. That's sick. And that then was uh, people made fun of it. My move to make fun of people is I would go to their top twenty-five most played, 
And that's so where you really get the dirt. You're the problem. Oh, big time. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I think there's no. I've never. I've never had a good experience on a date or with a significant other. Talking about like the when they ask the music you like, it mm-hmm. never goes well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the music I most like is you know, but you know Bob Dylan, that's hung with me. You know, yeah, Ryan Adams. But 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 women could could care less about those people, right? They like, want to hear oh, you say Beyonce. Oh, you like the you like the mumbly guys? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I haven't thought of them like that. I don't think that anybody. <laughs> I think I, there was like one person I ever dated who liked the music that I liked, but yeah, in general, I feel like it just is irrelevant. Like I'll be like, I like the National, and they're like, oh, that sucks. Like, they don't, I'll show like my girlfriend's like, oh, they're sad. You like sad sti- stuff. It always stings me a little. Yeah, I don't care anymore. I mean, I wanted, to, I would like if uh, if my girlfriend liked the stuff that I liked. That's always pleasant. But you know, it's kind of nice that we have differences, though. True, too. true, true. But it true, is, true. it does suck when people are like, "Oh, what you listen to is actually very boring," and I hate it. Mm. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I would say, I would say, it, it, they're so the Spin Doctors are so silly and specific to 1995. Yes. that you almost don't get made fun of if you say you like them. They're just, it's just like. People giggle. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, actually, <laughs> they like influenced me. <laughs> <laughs> they made me who I am today. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, all right, I found an example. Oh, here we go. Uh, biscuit head. <laughs> I've been waiting for this to load for so long. Uh, someone who has a massive round head, a bit like a rich tea or digestive biscuit. Have you seen uh, example? Have you seen Pod lately? <laughs> He's got a massive biscuit head. There's <laughs> a guy named Pod. <laughs> what a weird like, example! You know when they say that kids' videos just get made from algorithms and they're like insane. That's uh-huh. what that sentence is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's what I would have guessed a biscuit head was. Yeah, is like a, a guy with guy. a big head. Yeah, but I don't know if you know. I always wanted to read deeper into their lyrics. Yeah, but now that I've learned, they just riff stuff at frats. <laughs> I realized maybe I shouldn't have been psychoanalyzing. But that's how Dylan wrote Hurricane. That's true. He was at a corporate. He was ripping. Dylan riffed Hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) All 18 verses. An eight-minute song, yeah. Uh, Oh, I found this that I wanted to read. Uh, It's on the list of, on mandatory.com, they have a list of, uh, if you like any of these songs, you are a total asshole. Uh-oh. <laughs> and one of them is two princes. Uh, I just forgot. I have. I was looking through my tabs that I had pulled up, and that was one. Here's an interesting thing. The it's the first time I've seen this. Cracked uh, put out an article called 10 uh, Great Songs by the Worst Bands of All Time," and they put the Spin Doctors on here, and they put this song that is not on the list. Uh, I want to find it real fast. Oh, it wasn't on my list of six? No. uh, It's called Mary Jane. That was a bad song. That was a bad song? On the follow. They're saying it's good. They're saying it's actually good. (laughs) It was on their follow-up album. Yeah. I guess to me it was like, oh, this is what Tom Petty did, but Tom Petty did it better. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. But, but, I kind of want to hear it. I'm gonna yeah, play go it for it. Go it. for it. I, I didn't. They was listed as a good song from a bad band. Yeah, yeah. They're saying the Spin Doctors suck. See, this then... was on the next album, which sold a million copies. Damn. Was Mary Jane? Mary Jane. Spin. Come on, boy. Interesting. Terrible internet here. Boy, it feels good to get back on that LTE when you've been out of the country. Woo, doggy. Here we go. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Cracked said this? Yeah, Cracked. I'm gonna agree with Greg. <laughs> Please don't leave me, baby. I'll just find you again. This is the perspective of Spider Man. Yeah, that just seems like somebody who doesn't like what Spin Doctors does, because that doesn't sound like them at all. Because it says, uh, let's see, who could have predicted that the lead singer would grow up to look like Sandra Bullock's Nazi ex-husband? Anyway, I doubt Spin Doctors actually deserve to be mentioned among the worst bands ever, but I also don't know enough about the other stuff they've done to give a shit either way. Well, this is a very informed... People keep backtracking. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Spin Doctors... Pretty good. <laughs> we have to admit, babe. We hate them. Oh, yeah, we're all right. We're Every all right. time, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, on Pocket Full of Kryptonite, full of hits. They, so there were some like five singles off that album. Yeah. The 10th song I remembered was one of my favorites, if you have the album. Let's see. I can find that here. Let's see. Pocket. It was like uh, full. How come you? How come you're with him? I mean, there's so many hits. In how could you want time. him? How could you want him? <laughs> Another good song. This was their tenth song. Nobody even, nobody even knew about this song. <laughs> Just a great sound. I'm quite contented. Tommy wrote this song when Taylor Swift was with John Mayer. <laughs> they were together, right? If we were talking about a. Uh, Songs you hate the most. Mine would have to be probably be a John Mayer. Me too. <laughs> no, for sure. That waiting song, Waiting on the World to Change, to change yeah. is maybe my least favorite song of all time. That's a fun game. Least favorite song of all time. Yeah. I think that one's way up there. Here comes the here comes the beautiful riff, and then I'll let you stop if you want. If you can. <laughs> if you want. If you can. Oh, listen to that. Listen to that honey, honey lavender voice. He only wants a pretty face by him. I will say I'm more into that than a lot of the stuff we've heard, I think. I, I like, uh, but I like a slow song. You yeah. know? I like a sweet little jam. Yeah, um, the, John, John, John Mayer came, actually I came around on John Mayer a few years ago when I saw him do stand-up comedy. I was like, oh, I'm starting to like him a little bit now. Really? Seriously? Is that true? I went the other way. So, but... In college, I started hearing his songs, and it was like, Your body is a wonderland, I use my hand. <laughs> and good. women are like, John Mayer. And I'm like, really? The yeah, body is, you, you, your lips like bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is, lyric is, tongue like your bubble gum. Fingers like Snickers. <laughs> and he came to Davidson and did a concert and was just in a bad mood. And he followed Guster, and Guster crushed it. Nice. And then... The the half the, then the crowd just slowly walked out. Wow! During John Mayer, that's Hell how yeah. a peaceful uh, protest. <laughs> that's how boring and bland his set was, and how clearly he didn't want to be there. Yeah. And then I heard he had a weird experience with a student, you know, a female student. Oh, really? Where he was pressuring her. You know, I don't. I think some stuff's going to come out about that dude. I don't know if he was pressuring, or I don't know if he was doing anything wrong, but he was. Pr- 
whatever you want to call it, pressuring. Yeah. Some yeah. form of pressure. Sure. Whether it was verbal or what. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was verbal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should keep expounding on what it Sorry. could be. I don't know the story, but 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 uh it, it was probably verbal. He just uh. he just went around he just went around, you know, hooking up with college girls yeah. and playing bland concerts. Sure. And then more recently, you know, he's doing concert with Dave Chappelle. This is ten years later. Um I've you know, I've oh okay, he's I'm I've come around on him a little bit more as he's got older, but uh but yeah, he really rubbed me the wrong way in college. And then I dated a girl that was like, "Yeah, I hooked up with John Mayer once." What? Oh, that's my worst nightmare. And I was oh like, God, I already that's hated. your worst nightmare. I'd also be remiss if I didn't say he rubbed that student the wrong way. Specific- oh, Wait, your God. worst nightmare is specifically John Mayer? Yes. Yes. I was like, you could have told me any other celebrity. No, in my head, I was like, you could have told me any other celebrity you hooked up with. Yeah. And I would have been. It would have been better right? than John Mayer. It's John Mayer. <laughs> I get I get so mad about John Mayer because everyone's always like, well, he's actually like the most talented guitarist. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, then he's feeding us shit because he thinks we're idiots. He's writing these bubblegum pop songs even though he's so so talented because he thinks that the people are dumb. Yes, that's my theory. But I like this theory. Oh wait, I'm not. And it, you know, he was probably twenty. He was probably twenty one when he when he wrote Your Body thing. as a Wonderland. Yeah, or whatever. he was. He broke very young. Uh, I watched this super douchey interview with him recently where he's talking about how he came up and kind of his process and why he makes the type of music he does and that he's trying to become more sophisticated. But then he just put out his new songs. Not bad actually, but I still don't enjoy it. It's just him. I don't like him. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's he entertaining. Was mean to Kumail. He was mean to Kumail. He was racist to Kumail. Yeah. He said he doesn't, he doesn't talk like he looks or whatever. He's, he's an asshole. Story? I, uh, I've, I've heard that story, but I forgot the details. I didn't know what had happened. Yeah, he went. Uh, he went up. At, uh, I think after it. Kumail at an yeah, open right? mic, right? I think it was at a show. I, it might have been an open mic. Or I don't a, know. Those probably details. a bar show. I don't think that John Mayer was going around doing open. <laughs> yeah, mics. it was probably a bar show. Yeah, it was probably a bar <laughs> show. And uh, John Mayer's on stage bombing. Like he's just not doing because he's not a comedian. You know, he's yeah. a musician who thinks that people want to hear him do jokes. But uh, yeah, he's not doing well. And he goes, "Oh, I get it." You don't want to hear me talk. You just want to hear me play music. And then, <laughs> and then Kumail goes, maybe it's neither. <laughs> not, not from the audience. I think he said it. I think he followed John Mayer. I think that was it. That was it. Kumail went up after John Mayer and made fun of that he said yeah. that. And he was like, couldn't it be neither? <laughs> like, it might be neither. Great joke. And then John Mayer came on stage and was like talking shit to him and he was like oh you look like brown but you don't talk like that like was, wow but you talk like a mary <laughs> nice, he's, he's nice zing john <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and it's like one of those uh michael richards moments where yeah. like you're on his side but no <laughs> just kidding um jfk uh don't look at me like that tommy uh, no uh yeah he's an asshole I, that that forever turned me off to him i it really annoyed me that i lost that. him at bubblegum tongue yep in 2001 but it yeah. took you till 2012 Kamal. i didn't like a lot of his music but i did like a lot of it though too I, it was so weird how some of it i really liked i liked the song why georgia and um there's a there's some songs i did enjoy from him but it, i just don't like that his whole vibe i think exactly what you're saying it's like if he's so good show us yeah why do you have to go on the road and with like uh, these collaboration things to to show us anything good, yeah, I'm not. I'm not into it. But for some reason, I I I don't know why, but for some reason, 
Like, I think the Kumail thing was in his first few weeks of trying comedy. Uh-huh. For some reason. And then he kept doing it for two years. And he, and he improved, uh-huh. from what I understand. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, I just, uh, in my head, liked the fact that he put that much effort into comedy for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just sticking with your sticking with your lane. Yeah. Interesting. And I did see him barking outside of Broadway comedy. <laughs> the other day, and I really respected that. <laughs> <laughs> we play this song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, let's because uh, it's almost four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear. <laughs> let's hear. Little Miss can't be wrong. Little Miss Ellie Wong. Are the feelings that you two are getting when you hear that joy? Is that what you feel? Some nostalgia for sure. I, I okay. like that song. Yeah, yeah. I like that and song it's a too. very catchy song. I remember. I didn't know that this was the Spin Doctors before. Mm. Um, before maybe today, I never looked into it. This is one of those songs that's just in your head, in your like hair. zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I, I've always uh, enjoyed it. I guess it's like background to me almost. You know, <laughs> I would like, get this stuck in my little biscuit head every once in a while. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was on the radio a lot. Yes, it's very. Uh, and I, also, I feel like it's another movie soundtrack uh, song that yeah. I feel like it has to have been in something. I kind of. Oh yeah, the song was used in the movies Son-in-Law and Malice. Both uh, 1993 and also in a 2004 episode of the popular TV show, Friends. Hell yeah, Friends. Also, I feel like this was radio right before radio just became all good-looking people with catchy Mm. catchy, um, pop uh, choruses. Yeah. There is like a story about the show Friends and the band The Spin Doctors. I'm going to try and find it. There's a story about Friends and Spin Doctors? Because there's something where they were going to a... I think they're going to a Spin Doctors (laughs) concert or something. Like They were heavily featured in the show. Nice. In the most 90s That does sound... Yeah. Um... With the opening line, oh wait, Spin Doctor's lead singer Chris Barron wrote this song's lyric about his stepmother, who he was happy to see leave the family. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Uh, with the opening line, been a whole lot easier since the bitch left town, uh, Barron had some explaining to what? do wow. as he was accused of misogyny. He often pointed out that his beef was with one specific woman and that he had great respect for women in general. <laughs> oh, God. As long as they're not hanging oh, out no. his dad. <laughs> the song is really about life being short, so we should all be no, nice to one another. No, it's not. <laughs> the song is, is about life being short. The song short. is actually about uh, space and uh, time. <laughs> life, being, life being short. Yeah. yeah uh, I, like, uh, the bitch is life. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, the whore is uh, the sun, if you think about it. Um, the song is really about life short. Yeah, it's life being short. Uh, it's about one specific person, not a generalization about women. When I wrote those lyrics, I was a poor guy in New York City who wrote songs. I never dreamed that it would be on the radio all over the world. It's about a person who happens to be a woman who is very unkind, very unforgiving, and couldn't be wrong. It could have been a man, and I promise to try and write more constructive songs in the future. I was hoping that that would go, it could have been a man, and I promise to try and write bad songs about men in the future. <laughs> Uh, that's great that's uh yeah not i mean not the i don't think there's i think you can call i, I don't have any problem i think with you can the, hate one I don't, I don't have any problem with the lyric i think that's a weird defensive i think it's definitely a weird defense <laughs> like, it well, makes it much worse i'm not misogynist because i didn't know anybody would hear that <laughs> <laughs> when i wrote it i was not a big deal <laughs> Oh, man. I was calling women a bitch all the time. I didn't think anybody would hear it. Back when I was poor. <laughs> In New York City. So I, can't, I couldn't find it, but they talk about it on the podcast, Meet My Friends, The Friends. So listen to that. Oh. It's a great podcast. But hey, also, Spin Doctors wrote the theme song for the TV show, Spin City. City. Spin City. Wow. I Isn't that wild? I don't, that know if I, wild. I don't know that I've ever actually seen Spin City. Spin City. Was that uh, Charles Sheen? Or Charles. Charles Sheen. Hey, uh, we're not, his, we're not his, close. Winning. <laughs> are you his mother? <laughs> Charles. Uh, feline blood. Uh, <laughs> Was it tiger, tiger blood? blood yeah. What is wrong I feel with like you? feline is more like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. proper. Um, Ooh, it was, was a Bill Lawrence show. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Starring Michael J. Fox. Richard oh, Kind and Mike, Alan right. Ruck. Right. Of, uh, I have seen that. I didn't realize. Speaking of uh, uh, Bill Lawrence and music, his daughter is like a pop star now. Charlotte Lawrence. She makes some good music. Charlie some Sheen was tunes. in Spin City. All right. There we go. That's they listed it alphabetically. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, this, this was the first Spin Doctor single, which I did not know. And the song that got the band noticed, uh, they were signed to Epic. Da, da, da. This is off Home Belly Groove. Is that right? I'm guessing. If Epic. it was their first single. If this is, uh, brand got an anomaly because the they did have an album before Pogger ah. Home Belly Groove. Ah, interesting. All right. Um, that is very. <laughs> Wait. A breakthrough came when the Vermont radio station WEQX used part of the Spin Doctors song Big Fat Chunky. No, Big Fat Funky Booty. Oh, no. <laughs> in a promo they produced to promote a local concert. I'm just looking for a girl with a biscuit head, a home belly, and a big fat funky booty. Hey, that was that was pre that was eighty nine. That was pre me. Damn. The home belly groove was I think when they were just a local regional band. Um Let's listen to Jimmy Olsen's blues. Oh, yeah. We're already an hour into this little ditty. Oh, there it is. I like to say little ditty just to see your face. <laughs> this is the first song off the album, isn't it? That, I do not know. Oh, this is the first song on the on Pocket Book Played a lot of Super Nintendo to this. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of Super Metroid. No. Don't say Nintendo. Yeah, right now. Just <laughs> my, my Switch. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> oh, there's Mad 94. Is 
So they did sing about Superman. Yeah. Remember this song very vaguely. This is one of those songs that would get played. This must be in a movie too, or something. Well, yeah, it wasn't on the radio much. Yeah, I that, definitely had heard this though. That was just a solid song off the album. Yeah, uh, the album title ha- also has a Superman theme. Kryptonite is a substance, but we know that. Um, let's see. Lead singer Chris Barron said, "No matter who you are, how good looking you are, how strong you are, or what nationality you are, or if you're a bitch." <laughs> he didn't say that bitch part. <laughs> Uh, somewhere in your soul, there's a kernel of uniqueness, goodness, and beauty. The pocket full of kryptonite is a metaphor for the gem at the bottom of every soul. Damn. You know That's what? crunchy. I feel like maybe Biscuit Head was a response to the bit, the the little, the bitch leaving town. Yeah, yeah, He was yeah, like, yeah. Biscuit Head's about a, a man that I didn't like. Yeah. And I'm calling him a, a big, I'm calling him a big head, <laughs> but I'm using a nicer slur, which is Biscuit Head. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. This song is written from the perspective of Jimmy Olsen, a character in the Superman comic books. Olsen is a young reporter who in this song is envisioned with a case of depression and it, as he feels overshadowed by his co-workers, Clark Kent and Lois Lane. It's one of the few Superman songs that isn't about the man in the red suit. Hmm. Mm. Jimmy Olsen seems like a Mr. Steelio girl type. <laughs> is that right? Well, that, he's trying to woo Lois Lane. Oh, That's you're thing. right. Damn. I hope it works out for him. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I had some friends that went to Brown University. I was staying with them, so I was spending a lot of time at Brown, and I was broke. He talks about being poor a lot, which I like. I think that's good. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, I'm certainly not Superman. Everybody was strong. broke when they were in college, though. Like, I don't know. What. Oh, man, remember? Oh, I was really poor when I was... In college, when, oh, you, he know, tells you know, before I had a job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he tells a story here. Let's say, see, he said, I came up with this ruse to eat. I stole an apron from the cafeteria, and I would put the apron on, and I would walk through the cafeteria like I worked there. Once I got out into the eating area, I would take the apron off, and I would just start eating. I'm an essentially honest person, so I didn't <laughs> feel I didn't feel good about basically stealing food from the cafeteria. Not basically. basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you stole. Uh, I was sitting there feeling kind of bad, but also being glad to not be hungry anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think we would all guy. do that when we were 19 if we uh, needed to eat. This is great. That's a good 19-year-old move. Oh, yeah. While this is hungry? happening. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Uh, and it's it's also big education. Take them down. Big uh, education. Big, big education. education. Uh, a young woman walked in while he was doing this, and she looked just like Lois Brain. So my songwriter mind was working. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at her and thinking, if she's Lois Lane, I'm certainly not Superman. Who am I? I thought I'm more like that nerdy photographer guy, Jimmy Olsen. And that was the beginning of that song. Photographer? <laughs> I love that he says it about great. basically <laughs> stealing food. That's like uh, we had someone, uh, this is a long time ago oh, yeah. now, we had a friend, eh, come on, and uh, no, she's a nice lady. She uh, <laughs> she came on uh, our other podcast and was like, yeah, I um, I used to do this thing when I moved to uh, whatever big city she lives in. And Good disguise. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, where uh, I didn't want to like... I didn't have money for cabs, so I would just pretend to be drunk, and then I'd roll up two ones and make it look like a wad of cash. I'd be like, oh, my boyfriend gave me this, and she just handed the cab driver $2. But she was like, I was just poor. I'm not like a bad person. I was like, well, eh. 
That's probably a shitty thing to do. Well, now we know why cab drivers are often in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, non-trusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a little anecdote about that. <laughs> Let's listen to uh, the last know. song on this playlist, I believe. Ooh. Refrigerator Car. I had this scheme where I was stealing cars. <laughs> I was Basically. virtually. This <laughs> <laughs> grandma really loves that snare, <laughs> the little snare fill. <laughs> Modesty, you're right. That is a similar snare riff. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to. They're not sellouts. Teaching. <laughs> <laughs> was right around the time I joined um, I joined band and played snare drum in, in, in band. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure which influenced the other. Which came first? Me playing oh, snare drum or me liking spin <laughs> <laughs> Um This is another song. There is not one piece of information about this song on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> there is not one opinion. <laughs> not a lot of deep analysis. <laughs> I found the lyrics. There is not one opinion on this song. <laughs> no one's like not even like, like user comment. Not no, one. No. Not one. Oh, maybe if I go to the YouTube, I'm gonna do that real fast to see. Oh come on! So don't read the YouTube comments. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. That's no, not, that's not even like fair. <laughs> I don't think haters are going to the <laughs> the YouTube comments are doctor. only haters. <laughs> that's only all right. The people that post. I want to bet on this. I think the first comment is gonna be somebody like I saw them live and I loved it. I don't think that. There's a bunch of haters on the Spin Doctors. I think the top deep comment. Cuts YouTube. Video. I think the top comment is going to be, "This band makes me want to throw myself out a window." Damn, that's going to be the top comment. It's so funny if it is that because you look at it all the time. <laughs> I am familiar. Let's see, uh, YouTube. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this, Tommy? No, but I only say I like that because the dice. YouTube comments are so mean. <laughs> YouTube comments are only mean. Uh, let's see here. Do you do you look at the YouTube comments on your sets and stuff? I uh, I learned not to. I have a joke about it on my new album about how I learned not to. Yes, and you have a new album coming out. Let's let's talk about it right now. When oh, is that album coming out? I I have a new album coming out October twelfth uh, called Innocence, and in that I do a bit where I learned um, that YouTube comments are 
I just learned not to check the comments. Yeah. Because I did one of my first TV sets. I Somebody said, don't check the comments. And yeah. I was like, no problem. Won't do that. Yeah. And I was happy with the set. I was like, you know, it'd be fun to see what the haters have to say, you know? Yeah. And then I go through the whole mental spiral of reading the YouTube comments for about a minute and making a, a, a call, making a point with a doctor. That's how much the comments <laughs> affected me. After one minute, I made an appointment with a physician. <laughs> and I thought they would not affect me. Yeah. That's so so they really you get in your head. Nothing. To, yeah. I am ill. <laughs> yeah. And I talk more details about it um, on that the new album. Funny. But. But I've learned every set I've done since then on TV. I have not read one YouTube comment. Nice, yeah. interesting. I have, I think, finally learned to stop reading stuff about myself. Like I used to look up when I did uh, Douglas movies and stuff. I would see what because the first time I did it, my friend texted me was like, "Hey, people are saying nice things about you." And I looked and I was like, two nice things." I was like, "Cool." <laughs> so then I just started. I got addicted to it, and then I saw some very mean comments. Yeah. And then I this I did it last week, and I made a joke. That I realized I had made a similar joke the last time I was on Douglas movies that people really hated, and I did it again. Oh, shit. it was an, another AIDS joke. I couldn't help myself. It was too much. You never there. make AIDS jokes anywhere I else. Know. <laughs> you think I don't know this? I walked away like, "What the fuck am I doing? I have to bury my father." <laughs> no, it's it was too. You know when the elements are just there for a joke and you can't help it. It's like. God yeah. like made the joke for you and you just had to say it. <laughs> no, it was that uh, I picked a poster for the movie Philadelphia and I, I made a joke about like it's the, in the movie Philadelphia, those guys should have had like shitty accents or something like that. Oh, I got fucking AIDS or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, then um, somehow Taylor Swift came up. Oh, yeah. Doug plays a game now where you name a movie that's also a Taylor Swift song. Like he, he gives yeah. you hints. And so I said Bad Blood, and I said, which is the alternate title to Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is a good joke. That is a good joke. I think it was, it was quick. I was, like, I was thrilled with how fast it was, and some people groaned. And then afterwards, uh, this girl was like, man, you can't help but make an AIDS joke, can you? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, shit. You know, and the thing, the thing that can make you feel better about the, the troll comments yeah. is if you pick your favorite comedian of all time, yes. you look at their YouTube video, it's your favorite clip that yeah. exists. Yeah. And there's comments that are like, sucked. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. funny. Not good. Who, Don't who get is it. this? Yeah. Who I is used this? to do that with Rory a lot. I'd look up Rory Scovel's YouTube, like <laughs> yeah. his Conan's, and right. they're like my, they're like candy. They're my favorite thing. Yeah. The and best. then, uh, there's people on there who think he's like an idiot. They're like, what is this? I don't get it at all. Yeah. Like, it's oh, great. Oh, yeah. Like, the oh when he did one of my favorite bits is when he comes out with John Doerr on yeah stage, I love that and it's they the best, and they yeah. do sets at the same time because they great. were double booked uh -huh. apparently he got a few comments both online and in person of like man I'm really sorry that, that, <laughs> that, that happened to you that that sucks man and he and he what do you say to that yeah, like, coming up to so Rodney Dangerfield like I'm so sorry about the respect thing <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, YouTube comments for this song, best breakup song ever. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, awesome, nice. awesome, Wait, awesome. Wait, Refrigerator Bands. Car? <laughs> yeah, Refrigerator best Car. Breakup best song breakup song ever? ever. They and got I, some fans, man. <laughs> they got some fans. Uh, refrigerator of the Jimi Hendrix Car. I don't get that at all. That was two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> huh. uh, let's see. Um... 
when he's solo when it, he's soloing, it's like he's tickling his guitar. The solo said, "Tickle, tickle there, and a tickle, tickle." Here. I feel like Chris Barron is making these comments from <laughs> ghost YouTube accounts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah this is from uh, Sore Throat. It says, loved it when... <laughs> no, that's, that's what his username would be based on his uh, <laughs> disease. Um, loved it when I was 12 and still digging it now. They had more great songs than their handful of releases suggest. I've been looking for another old favorite. Someday all this will be road, but sadly not found it. Huh. Yeah. Love nice. It. Okay. Uh, yeah, people love this. All right, nice. See, I think I'm really happy that there's positive. Dude, going so many to positive bands, comments. it's not the same as going to comedy because, especially something like this. If you go to yeah. like people Justin Bieber's uh, YouTube, I'm sure you'll see people being like, "This sucks" or whatever. Yeah, but bands like this. People really got to seek out. Seek it out. Yeah. yeah. And they're not like, I want to look up a refrigerator card so I can shit on it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But comedy, Whereas, like, comedy they'll just, just be hits. on the Conan page or the Jimmy Fallon page and they'll see whatever pops up. Or they're scrolling through funny videos. Exactly. And, and they're, they're like, like, this is That's dumb. not funny yeah, to yeah. me. <laughs> they'll be like, I live in Ireland and this doesn't make sense to me. I hate <laughs> Americans. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing with, with uh, with Conan, where I was like, I, I gotta look, I can't help it. And then it's mostly nice, but there's one person who said I have shark teeth on there. But they go, he goes, you got shark teeth, but at least he's kind of he's funny. And I was like, why put that shark teeth thing in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they really cut you to. So mine specifically was, um, his microphone's really shaky. He must be nervous. And yeah. I was like, I wasn't nervous at all. I just have a wobbly microphone that happened to me too totally. said part of nervous. my part yeah. of my style i wasn't ner- i didn't feel nervous at uh-huh. all. and then the next comment said um don't make fun of him that might be parkinson's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then i was like i don't i don't have parkinson's yeah and then the next comment said that is definitely parkinson's <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> and then i was like how come nobody told me i have parkinson's <laughs> Wait, that's why he called the doctor and then i was researching parkinson's <laughs> that is like 30 seconds after looking at the comments. Incredible. I was like, I guess I have some symptoms. <laughs> I did that too. I had a show at Caroline's that I'd like sprint to get to my spot. So I was like drenched in sweat and pe- I knew people thought I was nervous and it was so annoying. I hate that. <laughs> like, it's like, I- I'm not sweating because yeah. I'm scared. Like, I had that. It sucks because you can't <laughs> argue with those people. Like, no, I'm not nervous. Like nobody believes. By the way, yeah. by the yeah. way, do you notice how neither me or Tommy said, "Oh no, you don't have shark teeth." No, I teeth. noticed. <laughs> you think I didn't notice that? <laughs> no, Tom, your teeth look normal. Uh, I did notice that. And, uh, <laughs> I will be making an appointment with a physician shortly after this. Wouldn't no, you honestly, say dentist? <laughs> I would have never noticed anything strange about your teeth. I'm covering my teeth with my microphone now. <laughs> Shaky ass microphone. It's so, what the hell? But it's so annoying. They they say things that hit to your most self-conscious point. Absolutely, yeah. And it's like, I, I thought it was more funny than uh, frustrating, but I still was like, come on, man. What do you got to do this for? But if that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. Shark teeth. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's wrap this boy up. Uh, what a nice little pod we've had. We got to rate this playlist. <laughs> it's good to be back, Tommy. I so we, uh, yeah, man. So we rate the playlist out of six. <laughs> it's not rating the band. It's not rating you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give one point for each of those princes. Wow. <laughs> Two out of six. Two out of six. It's not, I, you're ranking the whole six play track list? Yes. Out of six. I, I don't like, uh, I'm just not a jam band guy, and uh-huh. I didn't really realize they were a jam band until I listened to more than, like, I like the songs I knew, and, uh, but yeah. Uh, Interesting. Not for me. All right. All and right. I think the guy looks like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been, like, 
hiding your hate this whole he time. He does this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've been really just, just silently hating, <laughs> waiting to the a, end. Tommy is an assassin. Well, I like you. He's got a silencer that he... Uh, You're welcome. Every, I mean, everybody hates the Spin Doctors. That's, that's why I'm here. I'm here <laughs> yeah. to say, hey, uh, <laughs> not that they were pretty good for, for that moment. Tommy always sneaks up on people. <laughs> and it really makes you question what he thinks about you as a person. No, this is what I'm saying. Don't question what I no, think about you as no, a person. because you can sit there and silently hate something. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, what does Tommy really think about stuff? Shark teeth focus. Oh, <laughs> it really, Biscuit head ass bitch. Yeah, what really stung is when you said, don't take this as a personal thing on you, Joe. <laughs> like, if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have. <laughs> And uh, since, since since I've been out of town for a while, I don't have to rate the playlist this week, which is nice. But <laughs> no, I think I'm going to give uh, 1.9 for each of those two princes, which adds up to 3.8. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm going to go 3.8. I think I liked this more than I thought I would. I like Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, and you know what? I like those two princes. I think it's a yeah, good song. Those are the two I like. Yeah, I also liked Jimmy Olsen's Blues. I did not enjoy what time is it. Four <laughs> thirty. <laughs> oh, I was sending you all the songs that had meaning to me. Of course, yeah, That's yeah. Point. Yeah, and your meaning is a three point eight out of six to me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't uh, even send you the six top hits. <laughs> I didn't no, know we were doing that. <laughs> no, you did everything right. Oh, what do you rate the playlist? Um, out of six, I would give it. Three points for every prince. Oh, oh nice. okay. Which That's is good. six points out of six. <laughs> we should start doing this from now on. No matter what. Always That's how we say it. Yeah, how yeah, many yeah. princes? Two <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I give it five out of six because Biscuit Head is where I had to had to had to fade out. Yeah. Biscuit Head's where I had to move on. Mm-hmm. So, I so Biscuit Head I was giving an example of of the departure. I see. I see. <laughs> so five well, out of I six appreciate it. Uh, we, hey, this has been super fun. What a great day. Uh, we went, this is, this has flown by this time. I've yeah. been having too much fun. I do want to say uh, really quickly, heaven is a half pipe on uh, Twitter wrote two princes by the spin doctors is about some princess, two Royal suitors who decide to suck each other off instead. <laughs> I don't know where he got that, but I like the theory. Interesting if discourse. You, if you have any fan <laughs> theories on uh, on two princes, send them in. Sure. Stand by your band pod at gmail.com. Did you uh, say they broke in Vermont? Was that what they said? They said, so a Vermont radio station is what picked them up some steam, according to this, with that uh, funky butt. You know, something. where I recorded my album, Vermont Comedy Club. Oh, yeah. Is might have right? a parallel Might have wow. a parallel career this is to it? the Spin yeah. Doctors. You're this might be a million. Vermont related. What a great comedy club, by the way. Uh, check out Joe's album. Uh, Joe is one of my favorite comics. He's fucking amazing. Yes. Check out his half hour on Comedy Central. Oh, is that that's you. already out, right? That's uh, people can watch that on. Uh, I think it's on, on Hulu. On on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. What was your I, first album that. called? Smiling at Wolves. That's right. Yeah, I just what listened to that uh, recently, and it's so funny. Incredible. So listen to that. Oh, it's great. Uh, we should note, if you like John Mulaney, he noted uh, one of uh, one of Joe's bits as his, one of his favorite bits of all time that he watches. Yeah, uh, he his watch Andrew Jackson yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that out. Yeah, I was blushing when I saw that. That was incredible. Yeah, look at you. You got John Mulaney saying you're good. You got Steph Curry taking you to a diner. Wow. It's yeah. true. My life looks good if you if you narrow it down into the two people <laughs> who at one Tommy. point... <laughs> For a brief seven seconds in my life, 
<laughs> my life looks really good. You got Tommy, Let's forget Rick, about all those <laughs> wide open, empty days <laughs> that have filled the other 36 years. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, uh, check out Tommy's website, tommymagnumbera.com. Yeah, yeah. uh, I'm going to be uh, at, at somewhere. I'll put it on Twitter. Follow us. I can't <laughs> Why remember. Why are you going to be somewhere? I'm disheveled. Yeah, I'll be around. You'll see me out there <laughs> in the streets. Um, oh, come to uh, Littlefield on, um, uh, what's it called, on uh, September 11th. Uh, there we're doing. A, there's a Comedy Central little taping they're doing, uh, and uh, I'd like to see you there. That'd be nice. Um, anything else? Check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/StandbyYourBand. Uh, rate and review on iTunes if you're having a good time. Sorry again about the hiatus. We're gonna try to make it up with a. We're gonna do a makeup episode. Yeah, where we're we put really, on makeup. Yeah, <laughs> on our little we're faces. Have sex. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs>